Hey friend, if you're listening to this right now, that means that you can grab your free guide for rocking your unmedicated birth with holy confidence by clicking the link in the description of this podcast episode. After being asked by so many expectant mamas in my life what they can do to prepare for a birth experience they'll love, I decided to finally put together this guide as a free resource. So if this sounds like something you would benefit from, click the link in the podcast description so that I can send a copy straight to your inbox. I cannot wait to see how you use this guide to transform your birth experience. Hello everyone and welcome to the Living Waters Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Eve O'Brien. As a nurse, doula, childbirth educator, and a mama myself, I've witnessed firsthand the transformative potential that lies within the sacred journey that's bringing life into the world. Together, we will explore personal stories, important birth-related topics, dispel myths, and challenge societal norms all through a lens of faith. Get ready to be inspired, educated, and empowered as we strive to reclaim God's design for childbirth. Welcome to the Living Waters Birth Podcast, my friends. I am so happy to have you here. Before we jump in, I just have to say that this podcast is not meant to be taken as medical advice of any kind and does not substitute care from your doctor or midwife. This podcast is for educational purposes only. Hello, everybody. I am back. I was gone last week because I had strep throat, so I was recovering from that and didn't get around to recording a podcast episode, which was super sad, so I feel like I've been away for a super long time. I'm excited to come at you guys with this episode because I'm going to be talking all about doula support. What is a doula? Why do you need a doula? How is a doula even different from a midwife or a doctor? This is a pretty common question that I know that moms have, especially if they're not really into the holistic birth space before getting pregnant and kind of decide to explore that a little bit more. Some people don't even realize what a doula is or grow up not even knowing that that's a thing. So I'm going to get into that with you guys today and I'm super excited to do so. This is the first solo episode that I've recorded since my very first podcast release. So they've all been interviews since then. So I'm excited. So I'm just going to jump right in. So what even is a doula? Well, let me just first off start by saying that there are multiple kinds of doulas, okay? So there are birth doulas, which is what most people think of traditionally when they hear the word doula, but there are also postpartum doulas who provide postpartum support. I'm not really going to cover that too much today because it's not my area of expertise. I will say I didn't even know postpartum doulas were a thing when I was pregnant with my daughter, and that is something I always say to friends that I will for sure be doing better or different next time is hiring a postpartum doula because I think that that is such an amazing concept. I didn't even know that that was a thing, but there are also bereavement doulas for moms who are experiencing grief or loss and they walk alongside them during that time. But today I'm really going to be talking mostly about birth doulas. Like I said, that's what people typically think of when they hear the word. So a birth doula is a companion, a support person who supports the birthing mother during labor, birth, and the immediate postpartum period. And they are trained to provide continuous one-on-one care, as well as, you know, education, information during the prenatal period, physical support, and emotional support to the mother and their partner. So a birth doula is not just for the mom. It is also for the partner, the spouse, the dad, 
whoever else is there. And that's something that we're going to get into a little bit because that's also a really common misconception about what doulas are and how they kind of function in the birth space. So really only like 6% of people right now who give birth in the U.S. use a doula, which is hardly anything, y'all, especially given the fact that doulas have been shown in study after study to improve outcomes like crazy. There is a quote that I absolutely love, and it says, if doulas were a drug, it would be unethical not to use them. And that is so true for so many reasons, which we're going to cover in this podcast. Like what are the statistics around doulas? Why do they help? Why does it matter? But it's true. If they were a drug, it would be unethical not to use them because they improve outcomes that much. But only 6% of people right now in the U.S. are actually using doulas, which I think that is crazy. But what do they even do? Like, what does it really look like to provide a mother with emotional, educational, physical support during labor? So really, their role is a phrase that I like to use when talking about doulas, and that is continuous labor support. Labor support is defined as the therapeutic presence of another person So that's pretty vague, but essentially the doula is somebody who is there the whole time that the mom is laboring, giving birth, and the immediate postpartum, and their sole purpose is to be there for the mother in whatever way she needs. And the doula's role is really solely tied up in the mom's goals and wishes. So continuous labor support has been shown to improve outcomes in both mothers and babies so many times, and that is really just the presence of a person who is there dedicated solely to supporting the mother throughout her labor and birth. And doulas can be present for mothers no matter the kind of birth that they decide to have. So doulas are beneficial for moms who you know, especially moms who want to go unmedicated, doula support is invaluable because they can provide so many amazing resources and education and comfort measures to help moms cope. But they're also really beneficial for moms who decide, you know, give me all the drugs. I want an epidural. I want to have a standard kind of hospital birth. Even moms who are like, I want to have a plan C-section. Doula still can support any kind of mom, any kind of birth. So That's just something to know. That is also a common misconception is that doulas are only for moms who want to go unmedicated, and that is definitely not true. Now, I'll say as a doula, I specialize in unmedicated physiologic birth education and support. That is where I feel that I best serve women and where the bulk of my knowledge really comes in. But like I said, doulas can support anybody anytime. So the doula does not work for, there There can be doulas that work for the hospital that the mom is birthing at, but typically the doulas work for the mom. So they're not a part of the organization that the mother is choosing to birth at, like if, whether that be a birth center or a hospital. It is an independent contractor who is employed by the mother and the father of the baby in order to be there at the birth. So the doula's primary responsibility is to the mother who is giving birth, not to any leadership over them or any of the medical staff or anything like that. It's to the mom and the partner alone. So what does continuous labor support even look like? Well, that is providing a physical support. We know that moms who are in labor and birth period often need a tremendous amount of physical support. And that could include, you know, helping with therapeutic touch, massage, other comfort measures such as 
counter pressure or hip squeezes or position changes. They can help create an amazing labor atmosphere. So they know typically how to kind of set things up in a way that promotes a positive labor environment for mom. So dimming the lights, you know, creating that kind of atmosphere, doing things that the birth partner and the mother are too busy laboring to do, but things that really make a huge difference. They can assist with hydrotherapy, recommending other things for the mother to try in order to be more comfortable throughout her labor, going and getting the mom or the partner you know, food, ice chips, whatever they need. She's really there to provide that physical comfort for the mother and oftentimes even for the partner as well and just to help in that way. And there are so many things that a doula can do to provide physical support and usually that is part of a doula's training program as well. Typically doulas will also have a whole tool bag kind of as far as things that they have seen work in several births or have been trained to implement that can help with physical support. So that is huge. And I would say one of the primary reasons why people choose to hire doulas. So doulas also offer emotional support, which is huge and can really help women feel safe while they're in labor to have that trusted person who is, you know, emotionally available to them, tuned in to what they need the whole time, able to encourage them, that is going to be huge. So just that continuous presence, reassurance when things get hard. Most doulas have witnessed many births and are able to kind of be that voice of reassurance and encouragement and praise and know how to tune into the mom and meet her where she is at to encourage her. It's also just so helpful when you're in labor to know that there is a person there who is really just focused on you. And that can provide such a sense of comfort and, you know, emotional assurity to know that you have that. And that can really help with labor progress, honestly. To feel safe and heard and seen is so important. Another huge aspect of doula support is the education piece. You guys, this is like, I would argue, one of the most valuable pieces that doulas bring to the table. And I think just anecdotally why doula support makes such a huge difference when it comes to outcomes. So doulas often start meeting with women prenatally. It really varies quite widely when a woman would choose to hire a doula in her pregnancy. Some women hire them as soon as they find out they're pregnant. Some women wait a little bit longer, even into their third trimester. But regardless, usually the doula and the mother and the partner have kind of this foundational trust relationship that's been built up over a couple of meetings prenatally. And during those meetings, often there's a lot of informational support that is given to the mom and the partner as well. So this doesn't negate the necessity for comprehensive childbirth education, something that really gives them a lot of that back-end information. But a doula knows birth and has been trained in birth, usually witnessed many births, and is able to kind of just guide the mom and the partner through labor, suggest different techniques, help them find evidence-based information, especially prenatally if they have a provider who is, you know, not exactly matching up with their preferences. Doulas can be really helpful in providing the mother 
evidence-based information to make decisions and just a second voice that maybe she is allowed to say no or yes this is medically indicated or maybe it's not so doulas are great at that prenatally and also in labor and they can really help kind of slow things down where it tends to be scary and overwhelming and if you know especially medical procedures are being suggested or thrown at women doulas can help the mom understand what that is, what is the necessity for it, what does it look like, what are the implications, and kind of just even the playing field a little bit to make the mom feel more empowered and like she, she, you know, she's just, she's kind of a, a resource for all of that knowledge that she might need to know. Something that I don't want to leave out of here as well because my podcast and all of my content is targeted towards Catholic and Christian moms because I am Catholic and I believe that birth is such a spiritual event and that our relationship with God is so fundamentally tied with this experience. I really believe if you have a doula who is on the same page as you, they can be a huge source of spiritual support as well. They can pray for you, pray with you during labor, they can remind you of God's character throughout labor and birth and help you to stay rooted in those beliefs that are so important. And I really believe a good trusted doula can help usher in the Holy Spirit during a birth experience and create an atmosphere of worship, which is so great. And obviously that's going to depend on the person that you hire that you have. But if you can find a doula that you're on the same page with spiritually, that is so, so important and creates such this dynamic team, which is amazing. So this is arguably one of the most important things that doulas provide, and that is advocacy. So advocacy is honestly just unbiased support. So the dictionary definition of advocacy is to publicly recommend or support somebody. And if you think about labor, especially depending on what the rest of the care team looks like, that is going to be such an important element for getting mom the birth experience that she really wants. So doulas can be there because they have a lot of information. Oftentimes they know the parents, they know the parents' wishes, they've gone over the birth plan with the mom and dad, they know things that they are opposed to and that they aren't opposed to. They can kind of help to facilitate conversation between the birthing parents and the care team and really advocate for the parents' wishes. So I'm just going to give an example here. Say that a doctor comes in and says, I would like to break your water to get the show on the road, but the doula knows hey, we talked about this, you know, four weeks ago, 36 weeks or whatever, and the mom was very, very opposed to having her membranes artificially ruptured. She's in labor though right now, and she's not going to be focused necessarily on her birth plan and all of the things that she wants. And if there is a sense of urgency, oftentimes false urgency created around certain interventions, the doula can step in and remind the mother what was on her birth plan and, and what she wanted or even remind the mom that it's okay to say no or that it's okay to ask for space to think about that. That is one way that a doula can advocate. Another is even say that the team is all great and on the same page and whatnot. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. I had a client once who really, really wanted a water birth. It was so important to her. It was her second baby with her first baby. She had wanted a water birth, but that didn't happen for a variety of reasons. So the second time, it was really important to her. She was laboring on the bed, and she was complete and starting to kind of bear down and push reflexively with her contractions, and she wasn't in the tub. 
So I just reminded her like, hey, we could get in the tub if you want, if that water birth is still really important to you. That is something that she needed reminded of because she was focused on her labor. But having that voice, that person there to really just advocate for her wishes, even if it wasn't necessarily going against the grain of somebody else in the room, just to remind her, like, I know you really wanted this water birth and it was important to you. Is that something that is still important to you? And how can we make it a possibility right now? That is another way that doulas provide advocacy. Now, when we're touching on advocacy, I think it's really important to clarify. A doula can advocate, but they cannot make decisions for the mother. So doulas do not communicate directly with the medical staff on the mom's behalf, or they should not. So if a doctor or a nurse or a midwife comes in and recommends a certain intervention, it is not the doula's place to decline or accept on the mother's behalf. That is just not how doula support works. It is within her scope of practice to, you know, facilitate that conversation like I was talking about, but it's never within her rights to say, nope, she's going to decline that right now unless the mom has explicitly said no already. So advocacy is supporting the mom's right to make decisions about their own body and their own baby and facilitating that to make sure that it happens. It is not making decisions for the mom or for the partner in the doula's best interest. It is just supporting the mom and making her own decisions and making sure that that is not an opportunity that's taken away from her. So Another question I get a lot of the time is how is a doula different from my midwife or my doctor or my nurses? Like, I just don't even know. In my opinion, they're another professional who's there and I'm not sure what a midwife would do that a doula wouldn't and vice versa. So I really, really want to clarify some things that are not included in doula support. Okay, doulas are not medical professionals and they don't do clinical tasks. So that is one of the primary, I would say the primary difference between a midwife, a nurse, a doctor, and a doula. Doulas don't do clinical tasks. The rest of the medical team does do do clinical tasks. And I wouldn't actually even consider a doula part of the medical team at all. They're a completely separate facet of support. Doulas also will be there the whole time, like I said, providing that continuous support. Most midwives, doctors, and nurses will not be there the whole time because they have clinical tasks to worry about. So the medical professionals are really worried about making sure that this mom and this baby, you know, have a healthy, safe birth and delivery. I'm, you know, kind of speaking about like an out-of-hospital setting, the midwife is going to be auscultating the baby's heart tones, taking vital signs, charting, doing other things like that. And you probably would get a little bit more continuous labor support from a midwife than you would from nurses or doctors in a hospital setting, but it's still not going to be anywhere comparable to what you would get from a doula. Doulas do not have that responsibility of performing any clinical tasks, and actually it's pretty much prohibited unless the doula is also something called a monotrice, which I can talk about a little bit, but doulas don't do clinical tasks at all. They're just there to support the mother, so that's a really, really big difference that is important to know. Some doulas are trained in something called monotrice services, so that is worth mentioning. This is pretty obscure and not very common, honestly, but some midwives offer monetary services and some nurses as well. This is actually something I've looked into doing myself because I am trained as a labor and delivery nurse and also a doula, and they can perform things like cervical exams. They can auscultate the fetal heart tones while the mom labors at home, and then they will assist them and go to the hospital with them 
when the mom and, and everybody decides that it's time and then acts solely as a doula without performing clinical tasks once they get to the hospital. But Monatrice kind of, they, they're a doula who adds that layer of support, but they also have to be a trained medical professional in order to do that. So, you know, if this is something that confuses you, I really wouldn't even worry about what a Monatrice is because that gets a little bit confusing sometimes. But basically, like I said, a doula is continuous labor support, no clinical tasks. The rest of your team is going to usually be medical and focused on the care of you and your baby as far as like a health perspective goes. Now, something that I want parents to know, especially new parents who've never been through this before, many expect that they will show up in labor at the hospital and that their nurse or their doctor will be there the whole time supporting them and helping them through labor. And that is just not the case, you guys. So that's something I want you to know. Nurses are going to be in and out of your room doing their things. The doctor usually only comes once or twice to talk to you. And then when you're pushing your baby out, they'll come and catch the baby. But they're not there providing continuous labor support. Depending on what nurse you get in a hospital setting, some might provide more support than others, but it is not something that you should bank on, honestly, because I would say the majority of nurses don't act like this. They do not have A, the capacity or time most of the time because of all the responsibilities they have to be in your room all the time providing that labor support, but B, even if they did, a lot of them just won't because that's not their personality or something that they value. So it is kind of sad, but it's just something to be aware of that your clinical personnel are not the same as your doula. They do not replace that continuous support that you will have from a doula in your room and a lot of the times parents are kind of left in the dark because they think they'll show up and get that support and they don't and it totally like blows their mind so just know that going in like i said before if you're going with an out-of-hospital midwife you might see that you have a little bit more continuous support from them but still again not anything like having a doula present at your birth so another thing i want to address that i said i would address Doulas do not take over the role of the birth partner. And I know that this is such a huge misconception and one that's understandable, honestly, because many people think, well, we're inviting this third person into our birth space. You know, this is a very sacred, intimate event. We don't really know this person, even though you would build somewhat of a relationship with them. So many dads and moms as well think, why would we invite this third party into our birth if they're just going to take the place of the dad or the spouse, many people think, well, I have a spouse. Can't they just be my doula? And the answer is honestly, no, it is not the same thing. And yes, there is so much value in having your husband or your partner be involved. And I will say, even if you have a doula present, your partner, your spouse is this still the primary support person. Your doula does not take over that role. In fact, doulas help support people. They really help relieve that burden of having the whole responsibility of the labor beyond the dad's shoulders, and they can provide them a lot of useful information to help support the mom better. So if you have a dad and a doula there, oftentimes the doula can assist the dad in what to do next. Like, hey dad, how about you try this comfort measure or that comfort measure or She doesn't really seem like she's loving that right now. Maybe we could try this thing instead. Because the truth is many dads have not experienced many births. Now, it might be different if you've had like eight kids, right? And you've been through this before. But especially if it's like your first, second, even third baby. 
it is really valuable to have a doula there even to support the partner. I would say they are arguably as valuable to the partner as they are to the mom. Another thing that's often not thought about is the fact that doulas can provide a break and physical support for the partner as well, just in a different way. But you know, if dad is getting hungry or tired or needs to just step out for a minute, the doula can take over his primary support or go get the dad a snack or let him take a nap while she takes over and is continuously present with mom. What I always like to say is your dream birth team is going to be made up of your birth partner, so your husband or the dad of your baby who knows you so well and a doula who knows birth so well. Those things combined are like amazing and make for such an incredible birth experience because your birth partner, the dad of your baby obviously cannot be replaced. They are going to be the person who knows you as the mama so well and loves you and your baby better than anybody else ever could. But they usually haven't experienced many births. They're not typically trained in how to support mothers in births and doulas are. And so they can be such a valuable support to you and your birth partner. So y'all, now I just really want to get into some nitty gritty statistics of how doulas have been shown to improve outcomes through a couple of different studies, because these are literally mind blowing y'all. To get back to my point of if doulas were a drug, it would be unethical not to use them. We're going to take a look at these statistics. Okay, so in this study that was done, doulas were shown to lead to a 39% decrease in the risk of a cesarean birth, which is insane. That risk is still decreased by continuous labor support, no matter who that is, to 25%, but 39% was specifically a doula. 15% increase in the likelihood of a spontaneous vaginal birth, a 10% decrease in the use of any kind of pain medications for birth. So this is really impactful if you're somebody who is wanting to have a completely natural and unmedicated birth. Know that having a doula present does decrease your risks of asking for any pain medication or pain relief. Women with doula support average shorter labors by about like 40 minutes on average. Having a doula present at birth actually was correlated with an increased APGAR score for the baby. For those of you who don't know what an APGAR score is, it is kind of a metric screening tool that they use to tell how well the baby is adjusting at the time of birth. So healthier babies essentially at the time of birth were correlated with doula support. And really the biggest thing you guys is a huge decrease in the risk of being dissatisfied with the birth experience, 31% decrease in that risk. When it comes to preventing birth trauma, that is really the key piece that we're looking at is how satisfied were you with your birth experience overall? It's not necessarily just, did you get that vaginal birth? Did you get an unmedicated birth? Some moms end up with unmedicated vaginal births and they feel totally traumatized and some moms end up with planned C-sections and they are happy as can be. So it's not just necessarily about the type of birth that you have. It's really about looking back and whether or not you felt empowered, heard, listened to, advocated for, and part of decision-making. Those are the big things that have been found to be correlated with birth satisfaction overall and likelihood of developing birth trauma. And we know that moms who do have some kind of birth trauma are more likely to have a difficult time adjusting to motherhood overall and be at risk for postpartum mood disorders. So this is really, really important, guys. And if you you know, start to think now, 
we've gone over what a doula does and what a doula is beneficial for, it makes sense that women would have such a decreased risk of dissatisfaction with their birth experience and therefore, you know, be at less risk for birth trauma overall. So you guys, I hope that this episode was helpful. I know that, again, this is a really common misunderstanding and I hope it kind of sheds light on what is a doula, what do they do, why is that important, why does that matter, because it really, really does, y'all. So if you are an expecting mama and you have been thinking about hiring a doula, but you weren't really sure why you would want to, well, now you know, now you know some of the benefits. I would highly, highly encourage you to do some research on doulas in your area and go ahead and hire one if you have the capacity to do so. Alrighty guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. It was my joy to talk to y'all again. I haven't, like I said, done a solo cast in a while, so this was so much fun. And for anybody who's listening, just know how much I appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening to the end, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of the Living Waters Birth Podcast, and I will see you guys next time.